School doesn't really set you up very well financially. And I made a ton of mistakes. I often see pricing talked about in a kind of very either wishy-wash or binary way. You should see your revenue and then what you take personally from your business as two separate things, which is to save for your tax bill as you make money. I was met with a tax bill of, I think it was about £5,000, but I just ignored it. I just buried my head in the sand whilst HMRC sent me more and more brown envelopes. Before we get into this episode, I want to share about this week's partner. When I started my business, I made a big mistake when it came to visuals. I changed color palettes frequently, hand drew my logo, and even had a pink website, I know. I saw design as a fluffy extra, and as a result, struggled to build brand recognition and trust with my audience. Since then, I've thankfully learned how important it is to ensure that the way you look reflects who you are, and to be cohesive with every touch point. There's no denying it, visuals matter. But if like me, design just isn't your forte, how do you make sure you show up professionally and consistently? Well, that's where 99designs comes in. 99designs by Vista is a platform here to help you find professional designers from around the world to bring your brand to life through custom and memorable design. It's a bit like Hinge, but for design. So whether you're starting out and need a logo and brand identity, or are further along and need a social media banner or packaging design, 99designs will help you find your design match. There are two ways to do it. You can either launch a contest and be flooded with design ideas from around the world, or you can be matched with a designer to work with from start to finish across your project. I've recently launched my own contest to create a logo for one of my group programs, and it's been so fun to see the creative entries come in. I'm excited to have partnered with 99designs to get you £20 off your first contest. So to invest in risk-free professional graphic design, head to the link in the show notes or to 99designs.com forward slash Alice to get started today. Now let's get on with the episode. Welcome to week number four of Summer School. You're listening to episode number 197 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your teacher, Alice Benham, and today we are talking about one of the hottest topics when it comes to business, and that is money. Whether we like it or not, money is key in business. It is not a part of business that we can ignore. And if it is a part of business that we ignore, things don't tend to end very well. And I say that from firsthand experience. A bit of my backstory with money is that I started my business straight from school. And as I'm sure we'll all agree, especially if you grew up in the UK, school doesn't really set you up very well financially. I fell into the world of business not knowing what tax was, not understanding how to price myself, not even really knowing how to manage finances wisely. And I made a ton of mistakes. And in fact, I continue to make a ton of mistakes when it comes to the financial side of my business because business finance is just not something that we are taught. And particularly small business finance, I think is even less understood. One of my biggest motivations for being incredibly transparent and open with my business finance is to try and open up the conversation a little bit here. And it's my hope that by sharing three money lessons that I have learned the hard way within this episode, you will leave having a little bit more clarity on how to manage your finances with intention. The first lesson I want to share with you is when it comes to pricing. And the lesson here is to price strategically. Now, this one is a little bit more focused on service-based business owners, but you can apply this to whatever it is you're pricing. Because what I mean by pricing strategically is making sure 
sure that you price in a way that works for you and for your clients and customers. I often see pricing talked about in a kind of very either wishy-wash or binary way. The wishy-wash end of the spectrum is all about price your worth. Go for it. Whatever you feel is the energetic price point of that thing. Put that number on there. See what the universe tells you. And then the other end of the spectrum is we go super binary with it. We're like, right, do this definite calculation and that's what your pricing has to be. And I'm always a bit of a believer of, hey, how can we find the middle ground? And my approach with a lot of things in business and pricing especially is say, how can we blend both of those approaches? They each have merit. How can we bring them both together? When it comes to pricing, you want to think both about what do I need to charge in order for this to be viable for my business, but also what price point makes sense so that number one, people are willing to pay for it, but also number two, it properly reflects the value of what it is that I sell. So thinking about that first piece of pricing, of making sure that your prices work for you. This is where we want to get clear on our numbers. How much money do you need your business to make each year? In order to figure out that number, you actually have to figure out another number first. How much money do you want to take from your business each year? Whether you're a sole trader or you're a limited company, you should see your revenue and then what you take personally from your business is two separate things. Your revenue is all of the money that you make. Your personal pay, your salary is what you take from that. So start with that figure. What's the amount you need from your business each year in order for your lifestyle, and your personal financial goals to be sustained. Then from that, we can figure out where do we need your revenue to be? You'll wanna add on tax, any costs that are involved in your business, and also a bit of money to create a buffer and some savings. Once you know how much money you want slash need your business to make each year, you can then figure out, and this is where this is a little bit more focused on service providers, what your base hourly rate needs to be. What I'm not talking about here is charging your services on an hourly rate. That's not something I do, I'm a big believer that when we charge by package, it often works so much better, not just for us, but also for our clients. When I say base hourly rate, I just want you to have an understanding of what you need to be making per hour minimum in order for those financial goals to be met. If you don't know your base hourly rate, you're basically stabbing in the dark at whether your business is actually gonna pay you that end amount that you really want. So how do you work that out? Well, you take that first figure of how much you wanna make per year and you divide it by the amount of billable hours you have within your year. Maybe don't start by thinking about the year. You might wanna start by thinking about a week. How many hours do I have per week to work with my clients? Then times that up, you know, assume that you're gonna take some time off each year. Assume that you might be sick. Assume that you're not gonna to wanna to work every single hour possible in order to make that financial goal. Once you have that number, you can then divide your revenue by those billable hours. And that's gonna give you your base hourly rate, your minimum price per hour that you need to charge in order for you to reach that financial goal when you're booked with clients. So that's the first thing to think about. What money do we need from our businesses? And then the second thing to think about is that slightly less calculation-based end of the spectrum, which is what are people willing to pay and what is the value of what we are offering. I like to look at it almost like an equilibrium point. How can we align our pricing with what we need, but also with the value of what we are offering? You might have heard this talked before as value-based pricing, where we price solely based on the value that our service or our product is providing to others. And there's merit in looking at our pricing in that way. But the reason I talk about hourly rate is just to make sure that when you're looking at the value, your hourly rate is still being maintained. Now to figure out what you feel is the value of your offering, I mean, that's something that takes a little bit of research and testing. 
looking at what other people who do similar work to you and what they charge, I actually think is really beneficial. If you notice people are charging a lot more than you, sometimes that can give you a bit of a permission slip to increase your prices. Or if you notice people are charging a similar amount to you, but perhaps their service or their product is actually of a higher standard, maybe that tells you that your pricing isn't super competitive compared to theirs. You either need to lower the price or up what it is that you're offering. This is such a personal thing, but you want to make sure that your pricing aligns with those two things, what you need to make and the value of what you are selling. Strategic pricing is about finding the blend between those two factors where you feel confident that you're making the money that you need to make, but you also know that you are charging a price point that feels really aligned with what it is that you're doing, the kind of people you're working with, and ultimately the impact of your business. So that's the first lesson around money is to price yourself strategically, which leads me quite nicely into my second lesson around money, which is to save for your tax bill as you make money. This is a drum that I will bang until the day I die because it's a massive mistake that I made early on in my business. As I said, I didn't understand what tax was. And after my first year of business, I was met with a tax bill of, I think it was about £5,000, which I hadn't saved for. I didn't have that money saved up, so I didn't pay my tax bill. Keep in mind, I was only 17 at the time. Now I know better, but I just ignored it. I just buried my head in the sand whilst HMRC sent me more and more brown envelopes. When you don't save for tax as you go, you not only put yourself in a really precarious situation when your tax bill comes around, but you also make it really hard for yourself to have a bird's eye view of where your money's at. I've worked with clients before where they just have one central bank account with all of their business money in it. And they don't know how much of that money is needed for their future tax return, how much of that is theirs to spend themselves. It makes it really hard to see where your money is at. So the simple solution here is save for tax as you go. Figure out which tax band your profit is gonna fit into and save that percentage. For my business, it's often somewhere between 12 and 16%. So depending on what my accountant tells me to do, the second money comes into my business bank account, I move that percentage into a separate account. I use Starling for my banking, 10 out of 10 recommend them. And within Starling, you can have spaces where you put money aside without having to have a whole new bank account. And that is one of the reasons I recommend them is because they make saving for tax really easy. I know this is a boring lesson, probably not what you clicked on this episode to learn, but saving for tax as you go is gonna give you so much peace of mind and also just such a better handle on where your finances are at. You won't be met with any unexpected tax bills at the end of each year. So that is lesson number two. The third and final lesson I want to share with you is to pay yourself from the very start. Again, this is a lesson that I learned the hard way. When my business started, I mean, I first of all couldn't pay myself anywhere near a full salary, but I second of all didn't really feel like I needed to pay myself anywhere near a full salary. I was living at home. I had some other work coming in that was kind of giving me the money that I needed. And I thought I was being a smart business owner by keeping all my money in the business. You hear it talked about, don't you? Like retain your profits, reinvest. And so I just thought, okay, I'll be strategic and I just won't ever give myself any money. I won't have a lifestyle that needs any money. I won't have any personal financial goals. And that worked all right for a while until my business got to a point where I did wanna start paying myself a salary. The problem that I came up against at that point is that I had built a business that relied on not paying me a salary. In order for my business to run, in order for my team to be paid, in order for me to 
reach the business goals I had financially, I couldn't really be paying myself. That wasn't money that I'd factored in. I know that when you're at the start, it can be hard to pay yourself, say, the full salary that you might want. That just might not be feasible. So I'm not saying from day one, you know, pay yourself four and a half grand a month. Not that that's what my salary is. Wouldn't mind that though. What I am saying is just to make it a habit from the beginning. Start to pay yourself a percentage of your revenue, even if it starts as a very small amount. And hey, even if you just put that money into a bank account, you don't have to spend it. But you want to build a habit of paying yourself so that as your business grows, that's something you continue to prioritize. If you're a martyr to your business in the early days, there'll likely come a point, maybe it's when you quit your full-time job to run your business. Maybe it's just when you start upping your lifestyle purse personally or decide you want to move out or buy a house, you're going to be in a sticky point if you haven't built that habit of your business paying you. Of course, how much you pay yourself and the way you pay yourself completely dependent on where your revenue's at, your financial goals, the way your business is set up. So whether it's that you send yourself a percentage of revenue each week or you send yourself a salary each month, there's no right or wrong. But as I said, having the habit from the very start is going to serve you well. So those are my three money lessons that I would love for you to learn to number one price strategically to number two save for tax as you go and to number three pay yourself from the start I honestly could have made this a much longer list than three so if you're listening to this and thinking I need more where this came from finances is something that I really struggle with and you want to learn more I am very excited to share that in a couple of weeks time I'm going to be launching a course with an amazing company called Juno they are a financial education app and they have asked me to create a course all about small business finances. We talk about everything from tax and pricing to creating a money management system and tracking and predicting your finances. I've basically thrown everything I've ever learned about small business finances into a course. So if this is a topic that you want to learn more about, I mean, it's pretty fundamental. So it might be that you need to learn more about it, perhaps more than you want to. I'd really recommend you to keep your eyes peeled for that. There's a wait list that you can join now to make sure that you're first in line when the course begins. I believe it's going to be around mid-September. So if you want to head to the show notes, you'll find a link where you can join that waitlist. And in terms of your homework for this week, aside from joining that waitlist, if you're interested in the course, you decide which piece of action you want to take. Maybe you want to readdress your pricing. Maybe you want to set up a tax pot to start saving into, or maybe you want to think about how you can pay yourself. Whichever of these lessons has most resonated with you, go and take some action. I know it can feel intimidating. I know it might feel like your finances are never going to feel and look better, but take it from someone who has been in a bit of a mess with their money many times in their business. The only way to change it is to take action. So I hope you found this lesson useful. I'm going to be back in your ears next Tuesday for the very final installment of summer school lesson number five I'm going to be talking about how to be productive I mean talk about ending with the hot topics right I hope you're looking forward to listening to that I will be back in your ears next week so go and sort out your finances and make some money Before you go and action what you've learned in today's episode, let me remind you about this week's partner. When I started my business, I made a big mistake when it came to visuals. I changed color palettes frequently, hand drew my logo, and even had a pink website. I know. I saw design as a fluffy extra, and as a result, struggled to build brand recognition and trust with my audience. Since then, I've thankfully learned how important it is to ensure that the way you look reflects who you are, and to be cohesive with every touch point. There's no denying it. 
visuals matter. But if, like me, design just isn't your forte, how do you make sure you show up professionally and consistently? Well, that's where 99designs comes in. 99designs by Vista is a platform here to help you find professional designers from around the world to bring your brand to life through custom and memorable design. It's a bit like Hinge, but for design. So whether you're starting out and need a logo and brand identity, or are further along and need a social media banner or packaging design, 99designs will help you find your design match. There are two ways to do it. You can either launch a contest and be flooded with design ideas from around the world, or you can be matched with a designer to work with from start to finish across your project. I've recently launched my own contest to create a logo for one of my group programs, and it's been so fun to see the creative entries come in. I'm excited to have partnered with 99designs to get you £20 off your first contest. So to invest in risk-free professional graphic design, head to the link in the show notes or to 99designs.com forward slash Alice to get started today. Ooh.